Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Blue Oval Podcast. I am Ben Weiss, and joining me, as always, Garrett Satlin. How's it going, man? Ben, I am in a rush today. It is my father's birthday. I am trying to get to family dinner. I am in Puerto Rico, which is why if you hear a weird echo, it is not my fault. It is Puerto Rico's fault. Um, but uh, trying to get to dinner, we'll probably keep this like a 40-minute episode. Appreciate everyone's patience as we kind of rush through this. Um, so I'm going to uh, forfeit my intro today to just that quick heads up. Okay. Hey, that, that works. Um, I don't think we got any ratings and reviews. So before we jump in, just a quick reminder to just scroll down to the bottom of, or the top of whatever app you're listening to. Just click on one of those stars. It's very simple. Would love it. Would appreciate it. Yep. There you go. And we'll see, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Everyone it seems like it's hot and cold sometimes. So Indeed. cold, it'll be hot soon. Absolutely. But let's, like you said, we don't have a ton of time, so let's try to cram in as much from an action-packed weekend as we can. We saw uh, from a variety of different meets some big results. Let's start at the 800. Um, we saw Baylor Franklin take down Connor Murphy in the 800, running both of them running 147. And then elsewhere on the men's side, we saw Creighton Carroza, I think at Peyton Jordan, run 147 and beat Cooper Tier. Um, nice scalp for him to pick up none of these results are super surprising i think it's just good to see everybody running like these are guys that we would expect especially franklin and carosa to be uh content all american or even better title contenders in this event and they look like they're rounding into solid form at the right time yeah i think that franklin murphy battle was like a weird occasion where both guys win um, like yeah, they, they both walk away as winners, right? Franklin obviously got the edge on Murphy and took the actual win. But if I'm Murphy, I'm like, man, I just battled like a true, pure 800 yeah. meter runner, 145, 146 guy to the line, nearly got him. Um, his momentum continues to sustain, like he's continues to be really dynamic, you know, compete. Um, and that's really exciting. Whereas, you know, if I'm Franklin, I'm also like, Hey, Big win, 147 over like one of the more up and coming names. He was a mile all American, mm-hmm. um, you know, just an accomplished dude. And so that's why I think like if I'm Franklin and Murphy, it's one of those weird instances where like, yeah, I think I think they both are pretty happy about that. Yeah, I mean, I think this was definitely. I don't think Franklin would have been as happy with a loss um, at coming in as the true 800 guy, um, true. but it's a good win and a solid time. Um, and, and I agree with that. I think both men should be happy. I think Murphy continues to be someone that you have to keep a close eye in the mile and the 1500 because he just seems to get better every single time he steps on the track. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what he does like in a faster 15 than he's already run yeah. this season. Um, that'll be very thrilling and nice drop for Carosa, but dude, he was supposed to run this. So exactly. Um, all right, let's go to the women. Uh, Tegan shine Becker ran two Oh two to take down Rachel gearing and Isabel Geising, uh, running who ran two Oh two and two Oh three respectively. We, we talked about it early in this season, but yeah, shine Becker. She's going to be dangerous. Like there there's, it's a crowded 800 field already, but Someone's gonna have to make room for her because I it, it is hard to imagine eight women beating her in the form that she's in right now. Well, I don't think she's doing the eight. I think she's doing the fifteen. She's running I mean, four ten at the Raleigh relays, you know. Yeah. Um, so I mean, like that's the thing. I, here's a fun fact that I found during Tifer's discovery. If I'm wrong, don't tell me. Let me believe that I'm, <laughs> I'm right. No, but actually, do tell me. I want to be correct. 
Uh, only Michaela Rose and Izzy Thornton bot have better combined 1500 and mm. 800 meter times this season than Tegan Scheinbecker does. That's really impressive company to be in. Like yeah. really impressive. Fortune at the beginning of the season, 202 at IC4As, now 202 overall really underrated field. Like that's not an easy field by any means. So I would be very careful if I had to face her now, like towing against the line for the next month and a half. Well, and I mean, yeah, she absolutely could run the 1500, but like these are good names to beat in the 800. Like yeah. I, this isn't like top, like, like top five, top 10 in the country, but these are like top 20 kind of like names like that that she's beating in the 800 so i i mean ultimately i i agree she'll probably end up in the 1500 but honestly like the the hot streak she's on right now i i think she could be all american in either event if she she ended up running him so our rankings came out today um they include shine becker i'll give that much away Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't sp- say specifically where, but Ben, quick, right off the bat with the limited understanding and knowledge of just what the rankings literally just came out and were published as, where did you, where did you have her? Like, where would you say, like, oh, I think she's an X top name. I think she's a top 20 name. I, I would, I, I think top, not thinking of, not, not having gone through the process. I think she's probably somewhere between 14 and 18 would be my guess. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's like a ridiculous statement. Um, it's hard because I mean, there, there, the, the, I mean, there's just been a lot of really good women this, this year, especially in the, in those kind of middle distances, that eight, 1500 meter hybrid runner. There's a lot of really good names there. Um, but I, I just truly believe in what she's doing right now. And I, I think she's going to show up in a big, big way at NCAAs. I agree. I have nothing more. Um, good runs from Gearing and Geising. Um, like we said, underrated talents. Um, and, and I think to for Gearing to run a two hundred two is a, a big performance. Um, and no shame coming in second to Scheinbecker. No, no, not at all. Gearing has been sneaky good as Very. of late. Like quiet momentum steadily improving not by like leaps and jumps but i would be very careful if i had to face rachel gear agreed absolutely uh all right let's go to the 1500 and on the men's side we saw a huge performance from jesse hunt running 337 at wake forest luke Tewalt 338 vivian hines 339 and paul specht all running 339 at behind this was just, I mean, we, we kind of expected this to be a quick 1500 meter race and it really lived up to the hype and more in my opinion. I mean, there's so many positives to take away. Like it's so rare that you get a race like this where so many positives were happening. I mean, Jesse Hunt, like he now feels like the most complete 1500 meter slash miler, um, in our, you know, in, in the NCAA right now. Like he was a 356 miler and he upset Van Hoppen at the AC Indoor Championships. And, you know, he's run 220 for a thousand meters. He's been consistent. He's experienced. He's dynamic. And like he had everything except like that one mark that truly put him in that next tier. Mm-hmm. And now he has a 337 mark. And now I'm like, whoa, 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 kind of thing. Um, it is really exciting. I really like Hunt. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll keep it there. I, I don't want to spoil too much about what we just released, but uh, I really like Hunt a lot. Um, T-Wall, this was huge. If I'm Wake Forest, I'm thrilled. Like, unbelievably thrilled. Because they didn't just get T-Wall at 338. They had Speck at 339. Those were two yeah. underclassmen. And they're losing Faccioni, they're losing Las Heras, and they're losing... Um, 
Oh my gosh, who's the other? Oh, Van Oppen, maybe I think Joaquin De Pinos, uh, Martinez. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, these, like all those guys. So to have Speck and T Walt go 30, 39, 338, I think is massive. Uh, and then Heinz, like, he's run 338 before in Luxembourg. This yeah. makes sense, 339. But huge day for Wake Forest. Yeah. I mean, T Walt, I think we've always known as a huge talent. and But I mean, 338 is a big, big performance. It's it's hard for me like to get as excited about all these sub three forties as I think I normally would be because I was looking through the T first list and I was like still scrolling still scrolling still haven't seen hit a th- like three like three four yet like there's just so many of these sub three forties um, but I, I think you're right in your your hype for Hunt I I think he has shown that tactically he's kind of put things together this year and he has the fitness to be able to put himself in a position to use those tactics. And that's the most exciting thing. I'm really curious to see what we get from him at ACC's again. I think if he can take home another title and that's going to be a very good, uh, 1500 meter field, likely at ACC's that makes you feel that much better. I mean, quite frankly, he comes in as probably the, one of the favorites at this point, if not the favorite, Yeah, Uh, which is a crazy thing to say at this point. I I would agree. He's probably the favorite. I think he has to be. I don't know where the argument would be for anyone else at this point, um, especially given like a season long momentum from the winter months, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I fully agree. So um, let's move on. Uh, Virginia, Virginia challenge, uh, Anthony Camieri, 338. Like this is awesome. Takes down Gary Martin, Victor uh, Idamher and Nathan Mountain. Um, all those guys go 339. Huge win for Camieri. Like, I really like him a lot, too. Like, he, he's this super dynamic, rangy, explosive, like, still getting better. 338 to pair with a 1326 5K win. Both of those being wins, like, man, there's a lot to like about him. I just this is I the- really like him. This is the chemi area we expected. I or yeah. like like I don't even want to say expected when he moved from Miami, Ohio to Ole Miss. Like this was like if you said a top one percentile outcome for chemi area after he transfers is you would have said a really fast like fifteen hundred three three thirty eight. But he's exceeded our expectations in cross country and the longer distances to the point where it's like this is this is good for him to run, but. This isn't going to be his main event. I mean, I, I think he's sticking with the 5K, right? You think he is? I I don't know if that's a good... Like, I'm not convinced that he's going to do one thing over the other. You think he's doing 5K? I, it just seems like that's what they've they've been building at Ole Miss. It seems like they've been working him to become that, like, 5K guy. And, I mean, maybe this pushes them back towards the 330... Like, the, the 1500 meter... But I still think that's probably what he ends up doing. I think in retrospect, you're probably right because the 5K, the 1500 is just so stacked. Yeah. Like, the 1500 so stacked. And not that the 5K isn't, but there's at least like some leeway at the tail end of that 5K field where it's like if two or three guys need to sneak into All-American spots, they can do it. Um, I could see him pulling like a Michael Power, right, and getting yeah. like a back-end All-American spot like he did last spring. So I think I think that's fair. Maybe the the more I think about it, but I don't know if I would put money on that. Like that's not a thing I'd bet on at all. No, no. I mean, I I wouldn't either. I just I think he what he's done. I think the cross country results are in the back of my head where he's just shown so much good strength, and now True. you can use his speed, which was his best skill coming into this year, 
to, I mean, if he's around at the end of a race, you expect him to do really, really well. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, and then for like the Virginia guys, good runs, nothing super surprising from, from them. I think for mountain, this will, this will help him, um, shows the speed that he has going into a steeplechase. Um, but I think that's all I have from that perspective. Go Hokies. Downer ran three thirty nine. That's all I'm going to say. There you go. go. Um, anyways. All right. Uh, women's 1500, Caitlin Tui, four away for 1500 meters in a battle with a few pros, very aggressive front running, mm-hmm. settles for third place overall, top collegiate Wake Forest invite in 408, Maya Ramsden of Harvard, also in that race with the 411 PR, one second PR, Allison Churchill running 413. Do we have to say anything about this race? This is just par for the par, par for the course, par for the course, par for the course, pretty much. Yeah. Like, and Tui, like, we won't, I guess, address it in the 5K, but, like, she ran a 5K 30 minutes after that and ran still in 15.50. And what was clearly a workout slash trying to get a regional qualifying mark, I mean, that's impressive. It also doesn't surprise me, but yeah. I don't know if we really have to say anything about this. Agreed. Good performances shows that they're fit and in shape. And I, I think we've talked about these kind of races in the past. It's a good yep. sign. There's not a whole lot to take from it, though. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, let's go to the steeplechase. Uh, on the men's side, we saw some quick races at Eastern Kentucky. Duncan Hamilton taking home the win at 825. Parker Stokes, 834. Rob McManus, 842. They had the steeple. They had the steeple in the right spot. They had the starting position in the right spot. We can validate these marks, unlike last year. And Hamilton throws down. I mean, I think we both expected quick, quick performances here, but this was this was something else. So, just also in that mix of steeplechase performers, uh, Abdul Hakim Abduhazir of Eastern Kentucky ran eight thirty six. Yeah, so he owns, he's Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, he actually owns an 832 steeple PR, but has had a very nice spring season so mm-hmm. far. Uh, 2840s, I believe, for the 10K. Uh, yeah, 2840s. He, he came back in the 5K, too, and I think ran Yeah, 1347. Well. Uh, yeah. well, 1347 at Mount Sac, and then but, oh, what ran 1406 to win the 5K yeah. at that same meet this past weekend. But he, he can run. Like, 836 is no joke. Um, no. But Hamilton's great. And there's a reason why he's ranked so highly in our rankings. There's a reason why he's the national title favorite. Like, this is what we thought he'd run. I think Mara predicted him to be within a second of what his finishing time was. Like, it's it's all pretty straightforward, you know? Um, I think the question here is more like, what will Stokes look like in a month slash month and a half? He has not been looking great as of late. He's been pretty underwhelming, actually, in a lot of races. But then he hits the steeple. 834 is pretty solid. Like, 834 is a race where I'm like, okay, this is a good sign. How does he build from here? And how he builds from here is a matter of, like, will he be able to take on Wilkinson and Trepas and Rooks and Hamilton? And to what extent can he run closer to that 818 PR that he ran last spring? That'll be a lot, but it's not impossible. Yeah, I I think this tells us a lot more about Hamilton, that he's nine seconds faster than Stokes, like, already, like, at this point in the season, which is... I, I think a really good sign for him because I mean, this isn't a bad run for Stokes. It's just, I think Hamilton is that much better. I think there's a, there's probably two or three guys who can maybe compete with him. And, and it just doesn't look like Stokes is one of those guys at this point. I mean, like you said, maybe he can round into form, but there is just a massive gap between Hamilton and almost everyone else in the country. Um, 
Abdelhakim Abdelhuzir is a junior right now, ran 8.36, again, for Eastern Kentucky, has an 8.32 PR. Um, let's assume that he's, he's still around here next year as a senior. Is he a top three guy next year? In the state. Oh, jeez. Um, probably. Because we lose so many of the steeple like stars this year after this year, right? We lose Wilkinson, we lose Hamilton, we lose Tripos, Tripos. Sama. We might it, Rooks is listed as a junior. Don't know what that's like. And then Stokes is a junior. Mountains in there. Teagson will be in there. There's a few other guys I'm sure we're missing. There's you know, obviously gonna be breakout names elsewhere. Um, I mean, it's gonna be wide open next year. It should be. Wide- yeah, well, it depends on how well Rooks does this year and if he comes yeah, back. Yeah, that's fair. Stokes is that. I don't know if it's going to be wide open. But, I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it felt wide open last year. It's just like right. it just so happens that there were seven to eight guys who were actually title contenders. That like, were that good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, elsewhere, we saw Ed Trippas run 831 to beat uh, Victor Shitsama, who ran 831, who made me feel so good when I saw that. And I was like, was I, knew you had, I knew you had more in you, <laughs> despite, like, irrationally. But I, 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 I felt good about that performance. Um, Max Worley ran 838, and Alex Miley ran 840 as well. But, yeah, I mean, Trippas and Shitsama look like they're, they're in that inner circle with um, Wilkinson as top challengers i think to hamilton at this point um here's what i said in our first thoughts article and i said uh but shisama well i'm not gonna lie i'm not sure i saw him running 831 over the barriers and water pits this weekend my fellow podcast host uh, co-host <laughs> ben weissel said in one of our earlier episodes from the season that he expected shisama to be faster than 840 in the steeplechase at the stanford invite even though it was a five second pr for the cowboy runner in the moment i disagreed but clearly <laughs> ben saw something that i didn't and you did. You saw something that I didn't. I don't know what it was, but like, dude, his form looks so smooth of the last lap. He was just, he fell, like, I think two or three minutes into the race, rolled back onto his feet as he's tumbling. It was the smoothest recovery I have ever seen. Really like Shasama a lot. I'm thinking, like, he ran 831 while falling. Granted, it was a beautiful fall like you know how they say like in the nfl how like there's a there's an art to falling or there's like an art to like getting tackled yeah there's an art to falling in the steeplechase and shisama should teach a class on it like it was master class <laughs> yeah i i just i mean i i thought he had more in him i didn't think he was going to like challenge trip us the way he did despite the fall like i think that's the most exciting part is that Obviously, the time's really good, but to go head-to-head with Tripos and nearly win, um, I think, is a really, really good sign. Um, but yeah, I, I think, like I said, I think he's part of that group of three and that are the... I, I really... Maybe Stokes works his way in there, but I, I really think there's only three, maybe four guys who can realistically challenge Hamilton. And, and I mean, maybe maybe you throw Rooks in there as well. Um but it, it's oh, yeah. it's it's going to be a very tight battle for I I think second ultimately, but it, it'll be fun to watch. I mean, I think it's Wilkinson, Trip, Ashitama, Rooks right now, yeah. and Stokes. I guess Stokes. Like, I'm I'm not totally sold on Stokes yet, just by the end of the season. But we'll see. Agreed. Um, all right, well, let's move on to the women's side. Celia McCabe soloed a 945, one by two minutes, lapped pretty much everyone. Do we need to talk about this at all? Good run. Good job. <laughs> I, that's Next. It. Sick. 
All right. Um, Katie Thronson, I don't know. Did you watch this race? This was kind of a random race, but I don't know. No, I, I, I like saw like someone was tweeting about it and I was like, ah, I missed it. But I, I, it sounded like a really good performance. It, it was. So Victoria Patterson, Columbia um, takes the lead and kind of tries to gap. Thronson does a pretty good job, but on the last lap begins to hit uh, a wall pretty hard. Thronson's form carries her over the final water pit and she just puts in this kick, takes down Patterson, runs 948, Patterson runs 951. Thronson, you and I were really big on her as a transfer mm-hmm. to Notre Dame, grad transfer to Notre Dame. And both of what you and I said was she brings great value, great utility, three-season threat. She's not going to be a superstar, but she's going to be really good. And, like, she's still improving. She's won 15.44 this season, just ran 9.48 in the steeplechase, which was a win, over a really good name in Victoria Patterson, by the way. She ran 9.07? I forget, a decent mark in the 3K. 437 in the mile to finish runner-up at ACC's. Helped her DMR finish third mm-hmm. of the ACC Indoor Championships. Was a top 70 name at the NCAA XC Championships. Like, the value that you're getting out of Thronson is probably more across three seasons than some top-tier, like top-top-tier transfers for showing for certain teams in just one season. So I, I, I think she's been a major win if we were to go back and rank, you know, what she's been able to provide for her team this year. Yeah, I mean, she's been, I, I, like you said, we were really high on her, but I, I think she's been better than what we mm-hmm. even really could have expected from her. She mm-hmm. has just, like, uh, plugged every hole in Notre Dame's lineup, whether it's in cross-country or on the track that they could that they have. And she's been super steady, been consistent. She's not, like, having a flash-in-the-pan good performance here and then having a few poor ones in the next few weeks. She's been very consistent, um, and I mean, I think Notre Dame has to be thrilled with everything she's provided with them so far. Great investment. Great, like, just one of those, we own those weird instances where, like, she's not a superstar, but arguably just as valuable, and that's, that's yeah. pretty rare. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right, anything else before we go to the 5Ks? That's all I got. All righty. Uh, on the men's side, we saw Graham Blanks take down Parker Wolf. Blanks running 13.24, Wolf 13.25, Zach Faccioni 13.27, and Nicholas Benston 13.35. Um, again, really good times. I think this is a big win for Blanks. I think uh, beating Wolf and, and Faccioni, big, big scalps there. But you would have expected all these guys to be able to run these times. Yeah. Like, it's really, like, I think someone in our predictions said Blanks 1322, Wolf 1322, Faccioni. It was a little, I think they had him a bit further back, but it's, like, really straightforward. And it's, like, pretty spot on. Like, I, I was in our first thoughts article, and I'm, I'm trying to pull some kind of insight. But, like, what, what more can you say? Like, we, we didn't learn anything about these guys. Doesn't mean that it wasn't impressive. We just didn't learn anything. And I think that's okay sometimes. Like, it's, it's okay if they just run well, and then they race. Like, that's it. Yeah, I also feel like Blanks is becoming has has put together enough of these performances where you're, he's not becoming quite as underrated as he, he was maybe let's say eight months ago. Um, I think he's kind of fully climbed into that echelon of where he belongs with a lot of the top All American candidates. Completely, and that's exactly what I thought. Like, I think it more just firmly establishes that like he belongs in that tier, and it's reasonable yeah. for him to take down these names. And yeah, maybe Wolf was favored, but like he certainly wasn't favored by a lot. So no. I think it's fair. Congrats to Blanks. Let's see what happens in the postseason. Yep. Um, elsewhere, Sam Gelman 
13.30, Scott Beatty, 13.30, Have to Knight, and James Moira, 13.32. I, I mean, this is like the exact kind of race you would expect Gilman to win. Like, nothing super fast, like a good time against a good field, and like, this is the exact kind of like under the radar win, maybe not against like the top, top names, but a solid deep field where he goes out, runs a good time, and takes home the win. Like, this was like the quintessential Sam Gilman performance in my mind. And I completely agree. I, I would very much agree. You kind of look at this field. It's about right what he should have done. Charles Hicks, 13.33 for ninth place yeah. overall. I didn't watch the race. I don't know if that was intentional, if that was just a off day. I find it hard to believe that you can run 13.33 and have it be an off day. You know what I mean? Um, it... I'm not going to look too – I don't look in, at this performance in the same way that I do Kai Robinson's performance. Mm. It's a little different, but like – the Stanford guys are so confusing right now. I have no idea what to think about them. It's, it's tough, man. And I, I like Hicks a lot. Like I think that 10K performance was so good that it basically nullifies any bad race he has until the postseason. But that wasn't ideal. No. They, yeah, I, I, I had that my Stanford rant last last week, so I, I don't need to go into it again. But um, I mean, good to see like guys like Mora, and I think has just had a little bit of an up and down last few months, kind of put together a good race here. Um, obviously, we know he's very capable of it. And, and same with BD and Knight. This is just about right. I, I'd agree. I have nothing really more to comment. This is another one of those really straightforward races. On the women's side, we saw Emily Venters run 15-26, continuing her hot streak. Um, D3, right? D3, Cassie Parker, is that yep. right? Yep. Uh, ran a new Division Three record in the 5K, 15-37, and Gracelyn Larkin, 15-38. Venters, I mean, is just on a, another level right now. She, I, We talked about Kemboy, I think, last week being just – on a different level and venters i we already saw it in the 10k we're seeing it again in the 5k like she is just so smooth and just is blowing away anybody on the track with her at the same time it's incredible to watch yeah i mean like it's a great performance like when i look at this performance i'm like it's a 1526 mark top collegiate at a major invitation like peyton jordan it extends her momentum it allows us to feel more increasingly confident in her. It's not surprising. Like she ran 15, no. 20 in the winter months. It's kind of what I expect. Like she's just more than capable of running that time. It doesn't hurt her stock anyway. If anything, it just sustains our confidence in her. But I wasn't really shocked by it by any means at all. No. Um, and really nothing, like nothing in that field really surprised me. A lot of stuff didn't surprise me this weekend. And that was <laughs> the tough thing. I'm sitting there writing these first thoughts article and there's only so many ways I could say like, this didn't surprise me. We didn't learn anything. Like it, it, again, it doesn't mean that it's a bad performance. It just means that like I don't know what more we could say. No, I mean I think it's a tribute to how good a lot of these athletes were during the indoor season or at the beginning of outdoor season. That we just the bar has been raised. That even like these eye popping times from like if these would have been run three years ago, this would have been headlines headliners. But mm-hmm. the way times have progressed, the way these athletes have been running as of the last like few months, I mean, this this is just par for what they've done before, um, and, and just continuing to establish the trend that they they began a while ago. 
Let's move to the other 5K. Well, there's a couple other 5Ks. Mm -hmm. um, Wake Forest invite Amaris Denisima, top collegiate in 1530. Kelsey Camille in 1534, two-wheel on that 30-minute double 1550. Denisima, that's a 1530 5K PR by two or three seconds, I think. Maybe a couple more. Um, what does she run in the postseason, 15 or 5K? I think this is this this says five k. Like to me, like I I think like her cross country success. Like I I think it's paired with like the speed that she's shown in the fifteen hundred, and, and she's training with like Tui and Camille. Like I I think she set this this performance. I thought was one of the bigger ones of the weekend, just because I I think that pushes me to to say and probably uh, Coach Hennis to say she should run the 5k like this was a very very good performance i'm conflicted because i believe right now she's a better 5k runner i agree with that i think you kind of like what you said like you take a look at like what she's done over the past year like she's leaning aerobic centric yeah that's kind of where she's leaning um but, but like if I don't know if, if she has like a bad chance of getting out of the regional meets in the 1500 meters. And if I'm Hennis, don't I want to like spread out my chances of someone qualifying for the national meet at the regional meet? But at the same time, didn't they just send like their entire army of women in the 5k to qualify for that same event last year? Yeah. So it's like, that's the only thing that stops me from being like, are we sure she's not running the 15? Because it would make it would technically make more sense. I think she would still be favored to make it out and qualify for nationals in the fifteen. Yeah. Oh, I I agree with that. I think it, making nationals she could do in either event. I I think it's more of like what do you see as like her best shot at getting an all American finish? I and I I I think I think this is probably it. Especially since she is teammates with Tui, like. She'll have some, she'll know the game plan. She'll know how the race will probably be run. Um, assume and, and if Parker Volby's around and running, then you also know how how that race is going to be run. Like either way, like she's going to know what kind of race is going to be run in that five k. I think that's huge. Um, and I, I I would assume they would train to prepare for that. And I, I think she's really well suited at this point for a slow or a fast five k. Yeah, I think it just depends. It's like well. Like, do you, do we think there's, cause there's a difference between like chances to qualify for the national meet and then chances to earn an all American honor in a certain event. Right. Yeah. Like I think like Sydney Seymour or like Sam Bush, like the, it's not that I have different, different confidence levels, but like the, the margins of like them qualifying versus them being or earning all American, I think are slightly better if you take Tanisima out of that equation where she could certainly oh, yeah. be an all American in the 1500. Mm -hmm. Like the math is, I don't know how to explain the math in my head. I was never good at math because they always asked you to explain how you got to your answer and I never knew how. And this is kind of one of those moments here, but I feel like it makes sense in my head. And frankly, that's all I really need to feel confident about that. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some coaches who take the tactic of just load up one event and just hope that and because you have so many lottery tickets, you're going to get a few winners out of there. And then there's others that just like to spread them out. And so you have a, a chance in each event. Um, and I, I can't say which one is I, I would I would pref generally be like you prefer the spread out tactic. But, I mean, there has been cases where you can just, well, the Washington men in the mile or the BYU men in the 10K, where you can just end up 
being dominant in an event because you just have so many lottery tickets. Elsewhere, Virginia Challenge. What are your thoughts on uh, Marco Appleton's fifteen thirty six? Do you have this? Any? Was also one of my favorite performances because I I really liked it. I I mean I I think I called her a big winner um, a week or two ago, despite not running because no That's one right. there was very few people like challenging her Raleigh relays uh, fifteen hundred. And I just really like this five k performance. It's not like super flashy, but like for her to run this after what she's already been doing in the 15 and the mile, I just, I I think that shows such great growth aerobically for her. And I just, it it makes me feel even better about her being a star in that, in that 1500. Yeah. There's a part of me that's like, listen, she's going to run the 15. It would be really weird. But there's also a part of me that's like, you know, outside of two how many women in that 5k field are going to have the turnover in like oh, 500 yeah. speed that like Appleton does and if that race turns tactical, which in the women's for whatever reason feels like it's not ever as common to be tactical as compared to the men, or at least less. So, um, I don't know. I just like that thought exercise. I just like what that sets up for her for like the next year or so too. Like sure. I like her as a cross country star, I think is certainly or a 3k title contender. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I I think this just shows that she's growing not just in her speed, but just her like overall strength and fitness. I I just I I thought it was a very underrated performance, and I I really liked what we saw. Completely agree. I I really really liked it. It's better than the time indicates. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Let's wrap it up with the ten k. We didn't really see any big marks on the women's side, but on the men's side, we saw Asai Rodriguez run 28-20, Cole Sprout 28-30, Alex Phillip running a, another D3 record 28-31, and Alex Meyer running 28-33. Um, Rodriguez, let's start there, had no clue. I mean, like he was great cross-country season, which he was still pretty much absent for. Yeah. Won a great 5K race in December non-existent for most of the season and one like so so not so great you know performance at the usa xc championships dead last and terrible performance at the 5k the international meet makes a season debut 28 20 takes down sprout philip mayor etc like it does it doesn't matter how he could have run the collegiate record or he could have finished dead last i still would have no idea what to think about him i think that's fair I mean, this is just classic him, though. He'll just, like, pop out out of nowhere and run a really good time. Like, I remember when he came back for cross-country, and we're like, well, what can we really expect out of him? Turns out you can expect him to be, like, a top-20 guy, like, after (laughs) running once before NCAAs. Like, it's like... This guy needs no like he he doesn't know what rust is like the the man like does not need a rust buster he can just show up after not racing for months and throw down a huge performance um and take home like a a dominant win quite frankly um I mean Sprout I think this is another like good but like not great performance from like the Stanford men like look at this differently though. Because he okay. was injured, got in, went to that international meet injured. This is his season debut. They debuted him in the 10K, which I thought was aggressive. Yeah, interesting. I, It wasn't like the fastest. I'm not going to look, look into this too heavily, but if I'm Sprout, I'm like, you have to be better from here on out. Oh, yeah. It won't be, and not that that wasn't the goal, which I think obviously it is, but like, 
there has to be clear signs of progression throughout the rest of the season. Um, because this certainly we could have won more. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you hope that this is the worst race of his season. Um, and it's not even that I think, bad. No, exactly, and and that's what I was going to say is like, and you can say that and feel decent about it considering the history going into it of him being on the up and up coming back from injury. Like you would expect that this first race wouldn't be one of his better ones for the rest of the season. So if he continues to improve, um, then I think he's got a real shot at, at being an all American and and making a little bit of noise in the 5k if he runs that. Um, and certainly the 10k, um, and then mayor just kind of what's, are we hitting the panic button on him? A little bit. Like, little bit, it's just right? weird to see him lose to Rodriguez by that much. Like, and here's the thing. If this race happened, we'd be like, okay, it's not terrible, but it could be better. I don't think we'd be freaked out where we're at now, but he ran that 28.55 at the Stanford invite yeah. earlier this season. We were like, fluke race. Not that. Yeah. I don't know what's, maybe he's some, dealing with something. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate, but like, not great. It's just weird. Like, yeah, I, 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 he was so good, like, in the indoor season. And, and it's just very strange to see him not be a factor in a lot of these races. I, I think that's the biggest yeah. thing. Like, if he's running these times, but he's in the race, putting himself in there, like, and, and there with, like, a lap to go, and he just kind of dies from there, then that's, that's one thing. But, like, the fact that he's just, I mean, getting beat by that much is just a little concerning. I agree. I agree. Not ready. To, I'm not writing him off yet, but am I? Is my hand getting like closer to like the panic button? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, I think that's it. Anything else that we didn't go over? I'm sure there might be something that we missed, but um, I just appreciate everyone being patient as we rush through these. Um, I'm gonna go celebrate with my dad's 60th. Uh, so uh, that's all I got on my end. Ben, thank you for your patience and understanding as I was texting you throughout the week, like. Can can you like stand on your head like while we try to get internet connect you know so I just appreciate you I appreciate everyone uh, listening um, I would appreciate you more if you left a rating and review on Apple and Spotify and uh, subscribe on YouTube but other than that that's all I got all right well until next Garrett next time Garrett I'll talk to you I'll talk to you.